Warning, warning. Too tarnished or brain rotting in the hallways. Please remain calm and await janitorial services. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP. We are back. Yes, indeed, we are back. Yes, and I hope we have more Bellerverse because we, we've just come off the high of defeating Melania a second time, this time in Tan's world, and I am like First try bursting with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was only once. Yeah, and not hundreds and dozens of times. Well, more yeah. than dozens. Definitely yeah, not, not hundreds. hundreds. <laughs> not that bad. Took us probably like, I would say a good 20, 30 tries on my world, and then we had it down, so today in Tan's world it took like four or five maybe. It's pretty good. That was, oh man, I'm just feeling good, but this is not about Elden Ring. I, I need to get into the SCP mindset. Uh, how many articles do you have for me today? Or tales? We have one, two, three. Tales today. Ooh, I love tales. I hope it's more Bellerverse. <laughs> oh, do you know? <laughs> I, I love I Elden love Ring. You are from well, my favorite. We're going even further. We're in Bellborn. <laughs> Did you see oh Bellborn? Did you see the um the description I put on the last one? I did. I loved it. It was so creative. All my Dark Souls really, 2 homies out there. You really showed that you have a lot of potential in this industry. And I, I think we'd like to see more of that. Yes, absolutely. So with that, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Where is the link, my friend? I'm glad you asked. Here's the link to our first tale, the seeker. By Troy Ooh, L. The Seeker. Um, isn't the Seeker that ball in Quidditch? No. Oh, sorry, my bad. I was mistaken. Okay, so this is so this is the first one we've read in Bellerverse that isn't by Everett Mann, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Hang on, it's loading up. My well, computer's being. This is really... like Dark Souls Two when it was made by the B Team. Let's see if it checks out. The B Team. <laughs> hey, Dark Souls Two is amazing. You you let it be. All right, so Troy L. Are they, do they still write? Because they've got like the super high wiki karma. What'd you say? Oh, cool. What do they make today? I think the wiki is mostly sort of um, well. He's he's an admin as well, so he's sort of very active, I believe. But I'm, I'm not sure about writing wise. Uh, at the oh wow, he's an admin. Well, well he's in part of like the staff team. I don't keep track on on all this shit. Yeah, who cares about this stupid website? I only read on good websites like the holders in the, and the Wikipedia page for the Gombe Chimpanzee War. The background is that a site? The background. So. I think they've got like the weird like, anime universe to it now, where it's like this is Lord Inglot. He lives on floor forty-three. Watch out for him. Oh, Speaking of floor forty-three, that just reminded me. Have you seen that weird movie uh, on Netflix about like the prison that's like hundreds of I floors have, yes. and the food comes down from the top? <laughs> yeah. That just made me think of that. That's where I was born. Really? What floor? Uh, zero. Oh, so the food was right there for you. Yeah. You got, got to eat so me. greedily. What was the What was the incentive of making that system in their prison, I wonder? Uh, like, what does that serve to do other than being weirdly cruel? Oh. <laughs> um, but yes, we're here okay. with the tale, the seeker. Yeah, why don't you start seeking some bitches and read this to me? Okay. Sender was blessed of old Aggie. His seven daughters and 21 granddaughters were proof of that. But now, standing before the statue of the goddess, he couldn't help but tremble inwardly. He was, after all, going to his death. Sender pushed a long lock of thin grey hair back on his head, 
washing his genitals in the pool of water at the statue's base. You wash your genitals, soy. (laughs) (laughs) You just, oh, you know what? We're not getting into that. We're not unpacking that. (laughs) So many implications. So, so yeah, we need to do, keep going. And turned, Let's kissing going. his fingers and pressing them to the statue's lips, begging forgiveness for sins against his family and protection for the road ahead, knowing that only one of those prayers will be answered. The stone had fallen to him after all. Sender bowed his head in the final supplication and stepped out of the water, turning and walking into the white sands that surrounded the short, squat building. He wrapped a length of cloth around his head and took out the smooth, round, smooth pebble that had decided his fate. He cast it into the air, letting it fall to the earth, then kneeling to look at it carefully, squinting at the arrow carved into it. He picked it up again, shouldering the supply of water would not last him more than a week, and walked into the desert, following it. When he came upon the ruins of the first homes, these oldest ones which were now abandoned, he rested. He should have known better, especially since the ghosts of the dead are always close in the desert. But he didn't care. He was tired, his feet were blistered, and night had been upon him for hours, and he felt lonely. Sender had slept beside his wife for 38 years, and now he felt naked and cold without her warmth. He closed his eyes, trying not to listen to the voices in his head, when he heard a different one entirely. You are old, Sender of Noma. Why do you walk this desert? His eyes opened quickly, turning and looking, seeing a butterfly resting on the edge of the wall. He immediately leaned up and lowered himself, his forehead touching the ground. Lord, you honour me. The voice did not continue to speak. Sender cursed inwardly when he realised that he had not answered the question. I am the new seeker, my lord. The lot fell to me, and being of a great many daughters, I was sent in spite of my age. The, The voice was again silent, but when Sender raised his head, he saw that the butterfly had taken flight, wafting through the air like a leaf. He grabbed his pouch of water, his bag, and hurried, following it, deeper into the desert, deeper into the cold night. So who's the butterfly supposed to be? I believe there's an old doctor, like, in, in on the wiki, who like, had lots of butterflies around him all the time. Oh, I see. The butterfly seemed to flick away into nothing when he crested the hill, but Sender didn't notice. He was instead silent. Very, very silent. Before him stretched a ruin unlike any he had seen before, and Sender had been a traveller in his youth, tasted the dead waters to the north, seen the walls to the south, but this, it stretched for ages, maybe miles, maybe further. It was made of metal somehow, and stone, and parts of it hurt to look at, and, with a prayer of thanks and supplication on his lips, Sender dropped to the ground and closed his eyes. He had found it. Hundreds of seekers lost the desert, and he had found it. Staral's tomb, the home Saitu. The city of the gods. By your will, O great ones, I have been guided here. Truly, I am blessed of Agi. I am blessed of Drakin. I am blessed of Starel. Thank you. I'm very curious how, in this world, that like Foundation doctors and Foundation sites became both common knowledge and like gods. I guess it's because a lot of the early doctors were sort of like they were anomalous in some way. Mm. I guess, and that's why they've lived this long. Like the butterfly guy, the guy who like surgeoned himself, etc. Like Bright is a god because he like I guess lives in an amulet or something. Very, in- but it's very interesting how like it. It almost feels like this isn't just a post-apocalypse of the world, but like a post-apocalypse to a um, broken masquerade mm. world, right? Where things were already revealed, then everything got, got fucked and got muddled over time. 
is what I would guess. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, anyways, and had Sender taken his blessing, taken it and run back home, he would have lived out the rest of his days as a saint and a priest. But he did not. Sender stepped over the sharp stones, wincing slightly as he did so. His feet were aged by the desert and tougher than leather. But these stones were painfully sharp. He finally reached the wall, his hands grabbing and scrabbling the purchase, slowly pulling himself up and on top of the outlying structure. Inside was cooler already, by the will of the gods, and as Sender dropped into the cracked courtyard, he felt a sense of ease wash over him. The gods had allowed him entry. Surely he was blessed of them, to the point of being the next prophet, perhaps. This was, after all, no vision. This was real. He walked towards the large, open doors and stepped into them, smiling, not even noticing the deep cuts in the floor or the lingering smell of sulphur. He walked into the building, feeling his spirit lift as he gazed up at the seemingly endless ceilings, the deep corridors off either side of it, the endlessly twisting room. He walked down it, choosing a door at random and marking the entrance with a stone, then entering it. He explored, finding the works of the gods littered and skewed about the room, laying broken and destroyed. He sighed, turning to leave as he realised the true treasures would be far deeper in the city. As he turned to leave it, he bent down to pick up his rock and found it missing. His eyes narrowed at the floor, looking for it, realising it had foolishly discarded his mark of office and purpose. And then he heard it. It was a roar, but unlike any he had ever heard. A sound worse than those the demons made when they were butchered, and it was quite close, he feared. So he did what every coward who knows he's going to die does. He ran. Sender's legs were old and tired, but the desert makes strong folk, and he could run. The doors were gone, gone to whatever the agent sends such things as displeased them, and Sender instead ran for a different path, hoping that somehow he would be given exit, that the gods would forgive him, even though he knew that they would not. He hurried and ran, deeper and deeper, hearing the walls turning and crashing behind him, breaking into nothing as he heard the thing's voice calling to him, Sender. It murmured oh, no. in a voice that somehow <laughs> echoed and surrounded him. Damn. Starel's tomb was huge, infinitely long, and full of twists and turns. He was given short moments of joy when he thought he'd escaped, followed by deep moments of fear and sorrow as he realised he did not. Who knows how? Who knows? Who knows how long? Who knows? Cat boy tan honey. <laughs> how long Sender fell at the beast? Only that it was not long enough in his mind. Don't you, oh, you, you now said the words cat boy tan honey, and you've unleashed something awful. S- someone's gonna draw it. Corgo. I will ask that they don't. But Corgo, they I see what you're doing. Don't put down. Put down the pen, Corgo. You ran and ran, and finally fell, turning and looking at the beast its great maw opening and splitting into four parts, its terrible teeth easily pushing into his skin and through it. He screamed loudly as Psychite and Sender screamed and screamed, but the gods wouldn't hear him, and there he died, learning too late that the blessing of one god is the curse of another. What's Psychite? What's I'm not sure. I, I will say, the one thing that hinders is, I still enjoy these, and I think they do stand up enough on their own, but I definitely feel like a lot of, of this is, like, nods to Series 1 stuff that we simply haven't read yet. Um, like, a lot of, like, old OC Doctors and stuff. But mm. it's, it's still a fun ride. We got a little bit left, it looks like. The old man's yellow, toothy grin looked also as terrifying as the story had sounded, and the children quickly fled while the old man laughed loudly slapping his knees and coughing as his laughing fit caught up to him. He turned to lit Eve until a small voice caught him. 
But what was it Senda found? It asked. The storyteller turned, looking at the small, deeply tanned boy, no older than twelve. What did he find? The man asked. Why, he found just what he thought he found. The home Saitu, the city of the gods. Starel's tomb. <coughs> the little boy shifted on his feet some, licking his cracked lips. So, was he blessed? He asked. The old man's smile stretched across his face again. Of course not, he said, laughing. He was cursed. There are some secrets no one should have to discover. But, the little boy continued, he found the home Saitu. Isn't that a blessing? The old man's eyes narrowed at the boy as he realised that the child would not be swayed. What is your name, boy? he asked. The boy narrowed his eyes just for a moment. Never tell your name to one who hides his, he said. The ancient man laughed loudly. Wise boy, follower of York, are we? he asked, then smiled and nodded at his own question. I am called Benadam, he said. The boy nodded. My friends call me Roan. Well, Ned Roan, come, let me tell you a tale of York. Have you ever heard the story of the ape god Abbot and the waters of life? He asked, turning about and walking, the boy following him quickly and hanging on to every word. So Benadam's here again. Is Benadam a character like unique to this universe, or is he also like a butchering think, of an older? So what what we've we've talked about this last time, I believe it sort of is suggested that he's Cain. Okay, right. And who is York? Because that was also mentioned in the first tale. York's like the god of thieves like an and angel stuff. Yorick, I think, is the original character. So it became came Yorick. Oh, Yorick. Okay. Yeah, I'm still having fun with this. I gave it an upvote. I'll give this like an 8 out of 10 because I don't think it stands as well on its own as mm. the first tales we read. What I am curious, though, is the last one you showed me as well as this one, um, neither actually featured the Beller. Like, is is it just called the Bellerverse because those were the first ones, or is there like a larger Beller narrative? I think there's a larger Beller narrative, but it's also called that because it was the first one. The setting is more of the thing in a lot of these. Because, like, I really do like the setting, but like I said, I think a lot of it's hindered by me not knowing enough, like, Site 10 C lore, or Series 10 C lore. Um, but I really was invested in what was going on with the Beller and why he had a bell to begin with. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll read whatever articles we pick, but that was kind of the draw for me. And I think it's starting to lose me a little bit, but I'm hoping it retains the charm and comes back with these other articles you've prepped. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I do like it as well. I think... I might agree with you a little bit in that a lot of stories like the early ones in Belver seem to sort of hinge on the novelty of the concept more than the strength of the individual story sometimes. Right. And that's why I actually liked Beller, because I really liked how what Beller was setting up with the story, and I didn't need to know as much about Brighter Man. Uh, your like simple descriptions of who they were was enough for me, because it, it still had a narrative on its own. But some of these, I feel like, rely too heavily on, like, uh, just, like, knowing the foundational lore. Which, again, for the time, I'm not saying that's bad. Like, the, the, the SCP Wiki was a different place back then. You know, that's what it was. It was like, a community of people. There weren't that many articles to read. Everyone kind of knew what was going on. Um, but now, and, and, you know, eight years later, it's a whole different... Eight, nine years later, it's a whole different beast. So it feels a little outdated, because not everyone has that same core knowledge. Right. Only, like, the most popular Series 1 tales have sort of survived, uh, if that makes sense. Or articles, rather. It's just a very interesting piece of history, though, and I really like... I'm surprised that they came up with this concept so early on in the life of SCP, because it's pre, it's a pretty creative spin on it. Um, I believe the first one we read, the first Bel-Air, came out before Dark Souls, but yes. after Demon Souls. So I actually wonder if it was inspired by Demon Souls, exactly. or if it really was just like a coincidence my, my in atmosphere. 
Um, it's mm-hmm. also probably inspired by Bellafax. <laughs> really? Yeah. Miyazaki has been a long-time SCP author. Is that real? Yes, under the name uh, Salmon Corvey. Oh, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> it's not real. Well, I actually think... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they had some Demon Souls inspiration, but also Demon Souls was way less popular than Dark Souls, so I, I, I can't say that. Either way, it's a very cool feel, and I'm excited to see what else you prepped. So why don't you hit me with that next tale slash article? Absolutely. This one is called The Word. <laughs> Maybe the bird is the word. This one's by uh, Doom Sniffer. Nice one. <laughs> That's a great name, Doom Sniffer. Kind of name you come up with them to try and pretend Tanhini didn't write it, but in this case actually is Doom Sniffer. Yeah, I, I was about to check because I almost didn't believe you. The names are it too good. It's a good. Stuff. It's a pretty good bet that I made it up <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> All right, the word. Let's do this. I turn at the noise. Brother Ular's face peers at me from underneath the hood of his robe. Father, the whole village is here now. I think they are ready for you. My Skyrim impression. <laughs> is is that Brother Ular? Um, I guess so. that's my Brother Ular voice. I was to be an adventurer, I do. <laughs> no. Brother Ula is my newest disciple. He is eager and devout, but timid. I will have to teach him not to be so, if he hopes to be father when I move on. I rise from my knees, my meditations complete. I don my robe and walk out the space I have made my personal chambers. It is sparse. Inside is a bed of straw and a small table and stool. What's very interesting to me is that, I'm sorry to interrupt, is that this is in first person, which is already rare for SCP, but that makes me think that the identity of the narrator is going to be like the cinch of this tale. Very curious how that unravels. A wooden plate and a crude knife sit on it. The brazier in the centre of the room warms the room. I do not need more than this to attend to my duties. I follow Brother Ular through the caverns. They were smoothed many moons ago by the people of my village into the stone halls I call my home. Torches light my way until I reach the great hall. It is a great chamber, carved from the rock by the water over many cycles. I can hear it trickling in the distance. There are many entrances to the great hall to deter those who would disturb me. The villagers come from one, and I use another. I have lived in these caverns for many years and know all the secret pathways and traps. As I enter, the flock turns to face me, and they drop to their knees and bow. I walk through the stone teeth to my place in front of the flock. I look over them, their heads bowed. They please me, for they are loyal, and have served me well. As I stand behind the wooden altar, I raise my hands and speak to them. Rise, my children. Hear now the word. No, 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 no. You have to do it again like like the horizon, you tarnish. Rise, my children. <laughs> Yeah, now the word. There you go. Can you be like a crowd? Can you do a crowd voice for this? We hear the word! They intone as one Darnellish voice. In the beginning, <laughs> though, were the founders. Jealous of my power were the founders when I was discovered. The founders locked me in their situ. None could Ooh. reach me or bask in my presence. To find the secrets of my power, the founders sought to cut me open. The founders wanted my power for themselves. In their greed, they sought to keep me from the world. But one day, the founders failed in their task. They could not lock up the divine forever, the founders discovered. Their pride had doomed the world. They tried is, this, is this able? Well, maybe we'll find out. 
They tried to keep the ones like me under their power, and so died by the thousands of thousands. Despite their desperation, their efforts did not help them. Even as they died, they fought to control the ones like me. They tried to destroy us when they realized we would not permit them to exploit us further. Day and night, the fires raged until nothing was left to burn. The few survivors looked from the ashes upon what they had wrought, and they wept. They knew they had caused their own destruction. The founders had paid the price for trying to keep those like me in chains. The survivors knew not to repeat their mistake. They knew not to keep the gods trapped for their own greed, for in every way we are their betters. In the hopes it would be a better world, they began to rebuild. They had tried to destroy me on the eve of the death of the world, and they succeeded. My body torn asunder, my pieces scattered to the sands. My pieces were lost, until one day, many moons later, the day of discovery. The first father found a piece of me, and could see my power immediately. When he saw me, he sought to revere me, for he knew godhood. He gathered more to him to rejoice in my presence. Their false gods were announced, for even their power had not been enough to defeat me. Gaia. Oh, here we go. We got another Elden Ring moment. Gaia, the <laughs> hoarder of knowledge. Drakin, the destructor. Abbot, the judgmental. And York, the liar. All were tested against my power, and all were found lacking. Then, after many more moons, they found another piece of myself, and their divine mission became clear at last. Handed down from father to father, the word is truth. It is an old truth, older than the world itself. I had shared the word of my flock so many times in my life. Oh no, this isn't right. This isn't right now. The word filled the cavern, echoing through the spires, while my flock sat and stirred and soaked in my voice. The look on their face was one of rapture, and as I felt the power of the word flow through me, filling with radiance, I once again felt as one body with my flock. No greed. Oh, is like each piece of the flock have a piece of this god? Well, let's find out. No greed shall there be, no loneliness, nor fear or hatred when the mission is complete. The sins of the self shall be washed away through unity. All shall be made one through myself. All shall be at peace when they are part of the whole. I turn my back to the flock as they all rise through their seats and raise their arms in the air. There, sitting in front of me on a stone pedestal, are the pieces of myself. There is a piece of my body, my shard of jagged, twisted metal, the length of my finger. Next to it is my oh small my screw. God. The flock and I then raise our voices in unison. I must be made whole. Is this like a, a new version of the Church of the Broken God? I think it is, but there's also something else that is. What is it? So, he's referring to himself in the first person a lot here. You mentioned. Yeah. There is a metal item that makes you refer to yourself in the first person, the toaster. The toaster? It's the toaster. <laughs> is it the toaster? It's it not is. the Broken God? For a second well, I was like, oh my god, it's the, the mythos, Broken God. It's like the Broken God mythos, but they've... It turns it with the toaster at the center. Oh, that's so good. So that's why he's that's like, actually talking so... about stuff like that. That Yeah? That's why he's talking about himself in the first person. I okay. 
uh, like upvote, I'm giving that a 12 out of 10. That's just a really creative and funny premise. Um, does he ever confirm this in like the discussion? How did you find that out? Um, I think he does. Like, oh. <laughs> Riot Gear Epsilon, May 7th, 2012, says, That fucking toaster. Oh, man. <laughs> this is awesome. I think it was the first one. I'm trying to see if I... Yeah, I'm trying to find people I recognize in in here. You never left a comment. You were not a good SCP friend. Oh, Troy L commented! I've sort of quietly watched this tale grow from afar in the thread. I like it. Good job. Wow. Good job. Very interesting. Hell yes! That was awesome. That was cool. Alright, you got one more for me then? I do, I do, I do. I, I will tell you, we're at like 26 minutes. <laughs> we, we might need to read more articles. <laughs> well, uh, in that case, in that case, case I have a, a gambit. We're going to read part of Gambit. Article. Because this has a lot of shit like, uh, added to it. So I've got an SCP article here. We're going to read it into everything before the addendum. Okay. This Interesting. SCP thirty-five. We haven't, we haven't like not finished an SCP since the flesh that hates, and a lot of people were mad about that. This is SCP thirty-five oh, by Kane Pathos Crow. I don't give a fuck. Oh, this isn't even that long. Although I wish the addendums were collapsibles. We can do this. Are the addendums? Do they just like not add? They much? Just, I don't think so. Okay, so we'll read this. But then, is this the third article you had planned? It's not. We'll we'll just get this one. First. Item number okay. SCP-035. Object class Keta. Special containment procedures. SCP-035 be kept in a hermetically sealed glass case. No fewer than oh, it's a whole new level. No fewer than 10 centimeters, four inches thick. This case is be contained within a steel, iron, and lead shielded room at all times. I actually respect when they use like I mean, that one makes two, sense, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You never know if you have a British doctor in the house or not, you know? Well, no. There's ways to tell. There's blood tests. <laughs> Confirm someone's British with thing. a blood test? Is that the plot of Bloodborne? Doors are to be triple locked at all times, with the exception of allowing personnel in or out. Good to know they let you out. No fewer oh, than two, two armed guards to be posted at any time. Guards just remain outside at all times and are not allowed within the container room under any circumstances. Trained psychologists remain on site at all times. Research personnel are not to touch the SCP at any time. And the SCP must be moved to a new sealed case every two, two weeks. The previous case must be disposed of via SCP-101, as it shows no adverse reactions to SCP-35's corruption. I'm not sure what SCP-101 is. Let me have a quick look. Oh, oh, it's a bag of holding that eats things. <laughs> oh, so it's a bag of... There actually is an item like that. It's, it's called bag of devouring in D&D. It's literally a bag of holding that just eats your shit. I think that's just what it is. Lamau. Anyone who comes into contact with SCP-35 when it's in possession of a host is given an immediate psychological evaluation. What do you think so far? We have a picture of um, it So it it's looks sad. like a drama mask. Yeah. What, so what kind of I'm face guessing. It I'm guessing it like it says it corrupts the world around it, but it also like 
if it touches someone, I guess it like changes their emotions. I don't know what's going on with this thing. It's funny because the item seems so straightforward, but like for once, I actually, I'm not quite sure what's going on or if there's multiple things going on. Sad looking mask though. Yeah, I, I imagine it like attaches to you and fucks up like the way you think or something or changes your emotions. I don't know. I'm very curious about these secretions and corruption though. Well, let's find out. Description. SCP-35 appears to be a white porcelain comedy mask, though at times it will change to tragedy. In these events, Ooh. all existing visual records, such as photographs, video footage, even illustrations of the SCP, automatically change to reflect its new appearance. Oh, that's cool, because the image implies that as we're reading this, it's in tragedy. I want to tell you something. Um, I think, I don't, this is with the old image, I don't know if they start with the new one. It's randomly decided when you open the article which one you get. Really? Let yeah. me try refreshing I've it. tried a couple of times. It's not been working, so I'm not sure uh, if it still yeah. does that. Oh, well. Oh, well. A highly corrosive and degenerative viscous liquid constantly seeps from the eye and mouth holes of the SCP. Anything coming into contact with the substance slowly decays over a period of time, depending on the material, until it has decayed completely into a pool of the original contaminant. Glass seems to react to the slowest to the effects of the item, hence the construction choice of its immediate container. Living organisms that come into contact with substance react much the same way, with no chance of recovery. Origin of the liquid is unknown. Liquid is only visible from the front and does not emerge or is even visible from the other side. Subjects within 1.5 to 2 meters of the SCP or in visual contact with, I just told experience a strong urge to put it on. When the SCP is placed on the face of an individual, an alternate brainwave pattern from the SCP overlaps that of the original host effectively snuffing it out and causing brain death to the subjects. Just like reading, <laughs> watching Discover an SCP. Damn. Subject then claims to be the consciousness contained within SCP-035. The bodies of possessed subjects decay at a highly accelerated rate, eventually becoming little more than mummified corpses. Nevertheless, the SCP has demonstrated the ability to remain cognitive control of a body experiencing severe structural damage, even if the subject's body literally decays to the point where motion is not mechanically possible. No effect is found to be had when placed on the face of an animal. Really? Okay, so this is like something innately human. Very interesting. Conversations with the SCP have proven to be informative. Researchers have learned various details about other SCP objects and history in general, as the SCP claims to have been at many momentous events. It displays a highly intelligent and charismatic personality, being both amiable and flattering to all those who speak with it. It is scored in the 99th percentile on all intelligence and aptitude tests administered to it, and appears to have a photographic memory. It's so smart. Imagine you have, like, this mythical being in your, in your like, lab, and you're like, I'm going to give it an IQ test. Mm, simplicity to itself. Let's see if you can match my atheist levels. However, psychological analysis discovered the SCP to possess a highly manipulative nature, capable of forcing sudden and profound changes to interview his psychological state. It is proven to be highly sadistic, prompting some to commit suicide and transforming others into near-minded servants with linguistic persuasion alone. How does that work? Just don't listen, bro. Just cover your yeah. ears. What is, what is this uh, Mandela catalog? SCP-35 has stated that it has intimate knowledge of the workings of the human mind and implied that it could change anyone's views if given enough time. Oh my god! It's, <laughs> 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 it's literally like a debate me bro fucking guy. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually quite a debater myself, Dragon. 
Oh god. This guy's a coach. That's too. so. That that made this go from like an interesting and funny to like a. Hello- I, I'm not gonna say it's bad or anything. I you know obviously it's a different of era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like so there's a lot, there's a lot more say- attention than Obi nowadays to how badass it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna like uh, say it's. I'm not gonna say it's like uh, problematic or anything, but it definitely like did not age well. <laughs> That's really funny. Um. Yeah, that definitely totally went 180 in that last paragraph. But. Um. I'll give this one a six out of ten. It doesn't really have like it starts off really intriguing, and I really like that picture thing. If we could get it to work. But then it just like quickly becomes like, oh, I'm just a super smart intellectual that with my words alone can can destroy your mind. And it's like, mm, kind of feels reddity. Please. Uh... Yeah, but but again, like you said, product of its time. I'm not trying to judge the author and be like, oh, it's objective. It's a classic. It's, it's a just... classic. It'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely, uh, I don't know. It lost me towards the end there. Uh, and, and we aren't reading the addendums either. But So I'll give it like a 6 out of 10, play it safe. Uh, and I will not upvote or downvote it. I'll just let it be. But, uh, yes, now with that done, we have our next article. And tr- well, what are, what are your thoughts, homie? Um, I like it well enough. I like something I, I think I've said before in regards to a lot of these early articles is they feel more like character prompts to be used then in other stuff in more interesting ways. Yes. Yes. And I think that's actually where Bellerverse hits the nail if we knew more about the logic, is it very much feels like it builds a world out of the disparate pieces of lore from SCP articles. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Cuz cuz if you think about it, <laughs> and I'm a little I'm a little soul-sprained right now, but if you think about it, you kind of examine the the world of the SCP wiki in the same way that Dark Souls lore works with item descriptions where you get pieces. Well, not nowadays actually cuz nowadays I feel like most articles or tales are like very elaborate in narrative, but in the past it was like you got little pieces and glimpses of lore. And that was the whole thing with 173, right? That Kickstarter it was like the implications of a site and D-class and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you can use those pieces of lore to sort of build a wider world, um which I think is what makes early scp so endearing is like slowly like oh what's this new group oh this group does this i recognize them is like the fun of sort of discovering the world for the first time and i think that's how most people get into scp nowadays still like through videos and stuff like going through that early and and i and i'll say as someone who experienced that when we started the podcast it was very magical in those early days and that's not to say new scp is bad far from it but it doesn't have quite that same feel you know because now it's like everyone has a standard knowledge of the universe works things are a lot more narrative and yeah. direct and and like there's a, there's a lot of assumptions of things you you already know like the foundation exactly class. Yeah, yeah yeah but but that that that's definitely part of that early charm so i give it that but yes, you said you had one more article yes. for us, the original third. This one is called Addressing the Second by Grand Ender. Oh. Grand Ender, that's a cool last name. Hello, Grand Ender. I hope you're watching this. Oh, this is a short one. We're going to have to do another article still. Come <laughs> reading still. Yeah, I don't know, but all right. Lord Hubris sits opposite Lord Wisdom. He is of the type Qatar, oh, and his symbol is the crown. To his right is the unknowable, which is invisible and colorless to only him as he refuses to look upon it. To his left is the courageous, which is always a thorn in his side, as he refuses to concern himself with it. Betwixt he and the wise are the needy and unworthy, and he spits upon them with his belly's acid, because he believes he is above them. The Davites tell us that he will never die, for their book's end does not include him. Believe or disbelieve them as you wish. So what I'm wondering right now is like, 
is Lord Hubris... Like, originally I thought this was an allegory, but the more they go on, is, like, Lord Hubris actually a person? I think it's actually a person there, yeah. Uh. Lord Hubris is of great cunning. It's said that with enough time, he could always sway the Council of Equity into his favour. His strength is like that of a hundred men, but he never need exercise it, for his voice is his greatest weapon. He appeals to the hearts of man, so that in the depths of battle they will switch to his side. The face of Lord Hubris is unassailable, for to look into his eyes and hear his voice sways his enemy's allegiance. Lord Hubris is deceptive and manipulative, and only Lord Wisdom is perfectly immune to his tricks. Despite that he is always able to be on the side of the betrayer, and that he is always able to persuade the doubts of the knowledgeable, he is unable to change the opinion of the wise. Lord Hubris is of great endurance. It's said that if he can be cut in twain, his headless half will come alive to struggle with him. When in combat, even as his mortal foes strike blades into his flesh, he shrugs them off and speaks to them. Even when there are those who are particularly stubborn, the waves of his claws will steal their fates away from them. Lord Hubris boasts that of all Espy that are able, none can beat him in battle, for he will outlast them always. Hmm. His opposition to the wise is unending and unyielding, for he believes the Deva that he will live forever. He believes he can sully Lord Wisdom's reputation, such that the other ten members of the council turn again against Lord Wisdom, and grant Lord Hubris his victory. Sterell laments. Lord Hubris has the face of a ghost, but made with stone. It is like the whiteness of salt, but as hard as rock. He does not speak for his, on his mouth, for his words pierce into the minds of those he is speaking to. It is said that the only time Lord Hubris changes his expression are in the memories of those who have spoken to him. The neck of Lord Hubris... Oh, wait a minute. Is Lord Hubris this mask? Oh, I can say. The neck of Lord Hubris is long and sinewy, so his face may always look into the face of that which he is speaking to. Lord Hubris sheds blasphemies from his skin like sweat, and so to keep his face far from his body muffles the whispers of disgust. His talons are innumerable and smeared with the flesh of those who did not follow him, as he is a wrathful lord. His spit is black blood, and those who touch it are burned by it, and when enraged the drool of Lord Hubris is said to come alive, and form words in the drops it leaves on the ground. Our elders Twilight have told us that Lord Hubris has existed always, but has not always been as he is today. In a time long before ours, he was instead two things, but have since become one. A visage made of porcelain, worn by the ancient I assume that's porcelain. Yeah. And and we can see we visited that at 035, and Hovering Tarrasque is 682. So wait a minute, he combined with 682? Yeah, so he possessed him. (laughs) Oh, Katara's Keter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so wait, but they mentioned there's a council. So who's who's immune to him? Who would Lord Wisdom be that's immune to 682 slash 035? So, th- so like, that's funny. Like, the Foundation had a council, but now there's a council made of, like, former anomalies? It seems so. The, the Council of Evil. <laughs> that's actually... Uh, I, that's very funny and comical. I'll give that a 10 out of 10 in an upvote. I'm very curious where that goes. Is this ever followed up on, or is this just like a one-off? I think this is a one-off for now. I would love to see this followed up on. This was made in 2012 by Grand Ender. Last edited in 2021. It had 682 added as a tag by UE, our good friend. Why don't you follow up on this, Tan? You're an SCP author. Right. Actually, are there any modern Bellerverse articles, or is this like an old I think there's been a bit of a revival series? recently. 
That's poggers. I would love to see your take on Balorverse, especially after you've played Elden Ring. And for this week's I would love words, to see what uh, you viewers, tell us what build you would use to face Lord Hubris. <laughs> yeah. What's your stat spread, bro? Personally, I would stick with good old Sorcerer and him with the Combinator. For phase two, when the mask comes off and 682 is in control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he takes the mask off and crushes it under his foot. Like no, fucking Godfrey taking out Suresh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I fight you now as a tenor. No, he's like, the, the, the mask oh, is man. talking, it's like gloating, and then you just hear behind it, disgusting. He like peels it off. <laughs> Wait, that's actually such a good boss intro scene, though, for, like, phase two, and he crushes it. He's like, I don't need intelligence to fight you, I'll simply use my raw warrior instinct. And he's just, like, constantly oh transforming as you fight him in the second phase. Oh, I really want, like, a Bella vs. Souls-like game now, even if it's just, like, a short little story where you fight, like, SCPs in an action RPG. Oh, that's so cool. Make it happen, somebody. Oh, man. I love this. Okay. So, you sure we don't have any more articles? Because even with comment reading, I think this is going to be a shorter one. Um, I don't have any on hand, but... Uh, uh, Why don't you browse the tag for a little bit? See if you can find something for me. Uncle Nicolini visited this one as well. But yeah, I'm very much okay, liking the Bellerverse. I like returning to the charm of Series 1, because I think there's something special about it that a lot of people... Uh, I don't know, I feel like people are very... Uh, extreme on their opinions in series one it's either it's often either like this is the only good series which is an insane take or it's like series one just coasts on the fact that it was the first and it's only the new scps that are good when really i think it's got like its own distinct charm and it's not like the best or the worst or anything but it's just it's got a different vibe you know i said that but the ones that are left sort of very much rely on knowledge of things we haven't done yet so i can't do that one. Oh yeah <laughs> okay so, but are we going to continue Bellerverse next episode? Um, well, well, maybe not next episode, because, as I said, we're going to need to do some other stuff. But maybe, maybe we'll... Do you want us to do one of our guests? Because I know we had that one yeah. for the... Yeah, yeah, would be good. Okay, yeah. For the end episode, I think. Uh, Alright, well, let's read some comments. Let me pop open the YouTube. God, I just... I, I really love this setting. I want to see more done with it. Guys, tell us the your favorite Bellerverse articles. Just give like the link, and maybe we'll read those at some point. Yeah, that maybe great. write your own Bellerverse article. We'll read it on the podcast. I Ooh, promise, smile. Ooh, that <laughs> would be cool. That, that maybe because WriterCon bot WriterBotCon Fest Festival's coming up soon. Maybe we could do like a Bellerverse theme, or like we yeah. pick a canon, or. or or like that might be a cool thing to do. Is like it doesn't even have to be Bellerverse. I mean, but like, maybe like pick a theme why, and like I don't know why we're like insisting on doing this annually, but we could just like do it. It's not even a tradition yet. We've yeah. done it once. No, we've done it twice. Oh, this would be the third time this year. Oh yeah, we did it in 2020. We did it in 2021, and this will be our third time where people like send in drafts and we read them. The second time was a lot bigger because we advertised on uh, right, right, the yeah. SCP Declassified. Okay, um, sorry, I lost track of what I was doing. I can't believe you forgot we've done it twice. The first one, I guess, wasn't that big. Um, those were good times, though. Uh, Belden Ring, here it is. Yeah, there's only like 14 comments. <clears throat> Smugly says, man became the Joker in the apocalypse? Exactly. I, Finally, my father, someone was drinker. <laughs> And a fiend. Oh, and a crab. 
Andriana Renevo posted like a timestamp. Uh, oh, for a second I was about to say base because they said lazy timestamps because I'm busy playing Elder Ring, but then they said that's a lie. That's so it. it everyone saying. invade them. Everyone invade Andriana Renevo in real life. Uh, Comedy Man Kelp says, <laughs> parentheses, reads through every Bellerverse article on the wiki while sitting by the fireplace in my fancy gothic manner while smoking a pipe. Hmm, yes, I don't believe any of those things actually happened. Mm, did. All this actually happened. <laughs> Yeah, this is I real life. I, 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 I told you about guys. this stuff. You, you, you think I'm lying? Oh, man. Three Yellow Arrows says, I think I already mentioned this on Twitter, but the tale of the god in the world is a really good fantasy story. Also, Darnell, I completely empathize with your struggle to pay attention during certain longer articles. I've got ADHD, too, and have trouble focusing while reading longer works, especially recently for some reason. Thank you. So here's a possible idea. What if you guys do a video where you read a bunch of really short articles? Well, uh, I have some good news for you. Like from the Short Works Contest. Your one's written by Warillium. Could we get Warillium on, do you think? Um, I would love to have Warillium on. That'd be great. We might be able to. Yeah. Well, we should do the Int one first because I know they've been waiting for us. And then I'll, I'll reach out to Warillium and we can tackle some of our others. Uh, some short SCPs I'll recommend are SCP-5060, North Sentinel Planet. SCP-2781, Bodhisattva of the High Seas, SCP-88JP, Babies Can Choose Their Moms and Dads to Be Born To, and SCP-3491, Untitled Suru. Those last two are extremely short. Oh, right, the password. Uh, yes, Bella, seek the bird that eats the world. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what Tanoni meant when he described the password, lol. Okay, I, I have another password. I have another optional password to prove your devotion. Take an SCP and give it a Dark souls like, law name. <laughs> oh, oh, like, uh, Godric the Grafted like, or something. I'll give you an example. Be like... Like, like, the bird that eats the world is, like, Godbird Mirabella. <laughs> <laughs> well you did it backwards usually it's name and then title so like uh let's uh i'm trying to think Ga of a good gear, one tyrant of the forge there's one yeah yeah th that's a great example yeah gear tyrant of the forge uh good day says hmm i rate these tales zero out of ten they didn't kill me seconds after entering a new area very unrealistic for the soul setting i mean the guy hey, in this Ola one who found the home site he had a dark souls experience <laughs> he started he ran all through all the enemies and then 682 killed him i think it's meant to be <laughs> Good day says, es, uh, Hola Darnell, escuche que hablas un poco de español, muy pagos de hecho. Which is basically, hi Darnell, I heard that you speak a little Spanish. That is, this is very poggers. Yeah, right. right. It doesn't say I don't that. actually know. De hecho is like this, I what think. What does poggers mean? Is that, but, is, I don't know why that, that, that Spanish word, poggers. Oh, very. It's very poggers this is. Yeah. Okay. This is very poggers, yeah, because Spanish is a little weird grammatically. So, yeah, ha, see, I can still read a little Spanish. Nice one. Uh, Shythalia says 4828. Look, I was going to comment that it could also be Kronk, but I didn't want to be double wrong, so I only said Markiplier. I'm sorry, XD. I forgive you, my child. Uh, but anyway, I always love it when sci-fi and fantasy are combined. It's always cool to combine different genres together. It even applies to music. That's one of the reasons why I love SCP. Tanhoni attempting to speak French is ironic, though. I assume they meant iconic. Uh, ironic. Uh, apologize. <laughs> He's speaking French is ironic. Apologize for the irony. Hamilton says, I hate Eldridge Ring. Me too. Elden Ring is the true. one to go with. <laughs> it's like the knockoff yeah. version. Thank you, Paul says, this is Elden not Elden Ring. Ring, let's play! 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah, by the way, I, I need to I show you. I do not support Miyazaki. I need to show you before I forget. Um, mm-hmm. Hang on. Let what me, does he have to show let me, me rename and move them. Another optional password. Leave in the comments what you think he has to show me. <laughs> well, no. Hamilton says he hates Elden Ring, but I actually made Hamilton in Elden Ring with oh. his help. Um, no, you missed so the sh- he, he hates Elden Ring. Oh, my bad. Well, I'm going to show you the Hamilton I made. It's pretty good. Um, I'll do it later, though. Uh, an anomalous writer says, "Yes, indeed." Insert Belliver's Dark Souls style intro here. Wow, Lazy Corgo set. Yeah, hey, sorry, anomalous. anomalous. I'm sorry, you've edited this whole episode. You don't need this. <laughs> anomalous <laughs> edits you out of reality. Ah. <laughs> You're going away, sound like a clown honk. That was me Cute screaming your cough. Ah. <laughs> Cute, sweet Corgo, my beloved spouse, who, from whom I adore, says, Love the energy in this video. Oh, my gods. The way Tan said, They not! I'm drawing that. Hold on. Edit, hope you had a good one, Darnell Uwu. Edit, get me on. I will talk with you about Muzazi's huge chest. Edit, Wu Ming, bruh. I don't know how to dark souls him, Sawi. <laughs> this is just an Aetheral Space fan comment, which is kind of based. Very confused. Uh, Guari Fernandez Emil says, an episode about the Bellyverse? I've heard good things about it, but so far i read none of them. So this episode's going to be interesting. Also, fun fact, the Dark Souls feel you keep mentioning was a total coincidente. The first tale you read on the Bellyverse came out in January 2010, while Dark Souls wasn't released till September 2011. And it, by the way, I just started with Aetheral Space, and I must say that anyone who currently doesn't read it should do it. This is how to be- become one of Tanhoni's chosen children. You... Um, this is when I uh, snarkily pointed out that Demon Souls came out in 2009. <laughs> but still, Demon Souls was not nearly as popular as the Dark Souls series, so I could totally see this being pure coincidence and very cool. Uh, JTKC says, Bellerverse, more like Ballinverse. All the wacky SCP people play basketball. Atheist Bellerverse be like, what, until the science returns. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of what they're already doing? <laughs> Oh, please, bring back the Saitus. What, what's bring so special the about this home Saitu? Well, like what these... site is the home site? I think it's like Site-19. Mm-hmm. What's so special about Site-19 other than it being like the first I think one? That, well, I think a part of the law is like that humanity sort of ended and then they all came out of... The survivors came out of Site-19 and repopulated and everything. It's like oh. world humanity. Why didn't they just... St- Why wouldn't they just stay in the place with all the tech instead of wandering the desert? I don't know. <laughs> maybe something chased them out maybe 6A2 with the mask on but here's the interesting thing the mask specifically states that it doesn't work on animals which further implies that 6A2 is some kind of human which I think links with your lore on 5000 about like people hatching into something similar to 6A2 maybe not yeah well, well, well. that's interesting perspective it is, I mean, it was literally like it does not work on animals, but it works on 6A2. So clearly something's going on. I'm very, very curious. When are you going to reveal that about 5,000, by the way? Can't you just tell us? I already have. 6,000's so. already up? Oh, wait. What was it? I'm going to tell you what, where what I revealed people it. people hatching into? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can you just tell me what no, people hatched into? I I'm, I'm sorry. Why? When will it be revealed? Uh, when I feel like it. 
What the fuck? How long are you going to ride it? I hate you. Not even the man of the hour anymore. Rounder is. Stop, Jesus. Oh. Don't question me again. Yes, sir. All right, well, I guess enough stalling. Uh, we're not going to hit an hour. Sorry for another short one, guys, but hopefully next time I think we're going to have a guest on yeah. and we'll try to do something longer. I'm sorry, we, we, I, I misjudged the timing of these tales. And we even have more to be go. fair. To be fair, I barely interrupted with quips and jokes because I was like just interested in hearing them. So this episode might be less entertaining, and that's also probably why it's shorter. Because I was just enthralled by the Bellerverse. I'm sorry. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So this was written kind of... I mean, obviously you were around, but this was a little bit before your time. I think so, yeah. Do you think any of your SCPs that you've written since would like fit well in the Bellerverse? Probably some, yeah. Um, I, I, on top of my head, I would have difficulty thinking about it, but... Um... I would be very interested in what a Bellerverse bobble looks like. I have like. Wondertainment. Oh, Bellerverse bobble would be very interesting, though, yeah. Because, like, they find a TV and they already don't know what it is, and then fucking bobbles on it. Yeah, and, and probably the first time they see there isn't anime. TV anymore, he would adapt to go for a different medium. So you get, like, books about Bale, the gleeful jester. The gleeful jester! Or he appears in the mirror like a horror movie villain. No, it'd always be through some sort of media. He wouldn't just show up. Interesting. You know what would be really cool? If he's through a piece of media, what about, like, the people chanting, like, sort of doing a religious display, and then he comes in through the chants? He would be part so of like the chants. He, he wouldn't summon him. He would be the chants. That's how it would work. Yeah, exactly. Like, people would start chanting, and then he'd become the chant and start instructing the children. Oh, that would be a really cool thing to do in Bellerverse, like a bobble children of the corn thing, where this guy finds all these like seemingly feral and evil children. Oh, it's like, like, like over taking all over. the adults in the village just hanging. Yeah, oh my, that's what I'm saying, dude. It'd be so terrifying. And Bobble's like, oh, I see you found my village. All the bodies and he, start and the talking is, in his voice at once. <laughs> yeah, and you could totally make Bobble talk like a like a obscure Dark Souls NPC too. He's like, <laughs> oh, tarnished one. Beneath the capital lies the fl- the frenzied flame. <laughs> Bring oh it to man, me. I would love to see. I would love to see you write that, and then we read it on podcast. That'd be awesome. That's very cool. I think there's a lot of potential for that. All right, but yes, uh, we will see you guys later. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.